0: Hi, it's Pete Norsup here and welcome to week 10 of the Trade on Sports and Focused on Football Betting podcast. As usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy?
1: Yeah, great. Thanks, Pete. Sadly, my uh, incredible run came to an end last week, but Folks, that's why I'm recording from a small two-bedroom flat in the historic cathedral quarter of Lincoln and not from a super yacht in Marbella, mate. Mind
0: you, I am uh, piecing together all the results, all our results from the, the opening 9-10 podcast and you are doing very well still.
1: Yeah, we have got to keep grinding, mate. It's a long season, a long way to go.
0: Well, we start off with a fixture this evening, Southampton against Leicester. Uh, recent head-to-head, Southampton have won two. There's been one draw. Leicester have won two. Southampton at home to top half sides: One four drawn, one lost five. They're coming off for one old draw away at Wolves. Leicester away at bottom six sides. It's a good record. One seven drawn, three lost naught. Coming off a two-one victory at home to Burnley. Southampton, they won just one of their last eight home matches that know, very poor at home really they have been for some time Leicester lost three of the last six away but these were against Liverpool, Manchester United and Manchester City when we look at bottom six sides at home to top half sides 95 matches the home team have only won 15 26 draws and the away side have won 54 I think there's some value here back in Leicester minus a quarter away
1: yeah I'm not going to dive in, Pete, to be honest on this one because I've I dug a little bit into the stats. And you know, of the last 39 games, Leicester have played at home. Sorry, Southampton have played at home to teams outside of the top six. They've actually only lost ten of them. So those stats suggest that if, you, if you're going to receive a start, which you are with uh, Southampton plus a quarter, you might want to side with the Saints. But Leicester have won the last two trips to Saint Mary's. Southampton are poor at home. This is a different Leicester side, I think. Under Rogers, I think we'll all admit that. And probably, if I was going to look to side with Leicester here, rather than taking the minus a quarter, I'll probably have a little bit of the outright at eleven to eight. But uh, I'm probably going to keep away.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I, th- I think the outright is probably just a little bit better risk versus reward. In truth,
1: yeah, because I think if if Leicester were going to play well, then they're probably going to win the game. So. You're getting an extra what, probably thirty-five, forty percent value if you back them at eleven to eight, rather than siding with them and they win on the minus quarter line. So yeah, that's that's the play for me anyway, mate.
0: City versus Villa next. Uh, City have won both the recent uh, fixtures at the Etihad, at home to promoted sides. They've got a good record: one eight drawn, two lost, naught. They're coming off a two nil victory away at Palace. Villa at home uh, away this uh, season: sorry, one one lost three. Coming off a 2-1 victory at home to Brighton, City have won two of the last four at home, so they're in a little bit of... They're not in great form, actually, recent form. Villa now won two on the bounce, so they've they've recovered from a poor start. Uh, And uh, indeed, they've only lost one of the last five Premier League matches, Villa, so they're they're doing reasonably well. Tox sits at home to promoted sides at the early part of the season. Home sides won 22, of which 12 were by three or more. There's been four draws. The away side has not won any. City, though, they've only won two of their their eight victories at home to promoted sides by three or more goals. They did beat Brighton 4-0 early in the season, a a, a lower side. I think the value here is with uh, Aston Villa, but it's not a great bet, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I mean follow all of those stats and I kind of in a way I kind of chuck them out the window because I, I put big crosses through Man City games at the moment because I can't really I'm not saying I can't work them out because they're one of the best sides in the world but these goal lines are so steep and you think well I don't really want to back City minus two and three quarters but then I look at the opposition that they take on these bottom feeders in the Premier League and I think well crikey they could collapse and concede three goals in ten minutes I mean The interesting thing for me this season with Villa is you say that they've won one and lost three on the road. They've conceded eight goals in those four matches. Worryingly, for them, going into this game, all eight of those goals they've conceded away from home have come in the second half. So if you think of the way City pull and probe teams, they'll stay patient. They'll be resilient. And if Villa are difficult to break down in the early stages, that won't. Bother City they'll keep probing and pushing and actually I think Villa might keep this game tight I think I said this the other week didn't I and Man City scored 5 in 20 minutes okay. against Watford but uh, I think you can get almost even money on the second half being the highest scoring half with those stats with the way Villa seem to capitulate away from home in the second half that for me will be the only bet I'll be interested in making
0: uh Brighton the uh, Everton next. Uh this game's off scratch and uh Brighton have won one. There's been one draw. Everton yet to win there. Uh Brighton at home to mid-table size. It's not bad. One five drawn three lost two. Uh come off for two, one defeat away at Villa. Everton away at bottom six sides. One-five drawn two lost three. Come off a two-nil victory, much needed one at home to West Ham. Brighton, they've just won one of their last nine home games. Poor one, but Everton, they've only just won one of their last nine away. When bottom six sides have hosted, uh, mid-table size been 69 games, 17 uh, home wins, 25 away wins, uh, 25 draws. I think there's some slight value, Everton, but there's a big draw bias here. Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, I've put a line through this game as well, Pete, because I can't trust Brighton, you know, not receiving a star. Even against a team like Everton, have only won 5 of 23 away from home under Silver. They've not won on the road this season, yet they're priced up now as the favourites on the scratch line. That's flip-flopped after last week's results. I think the, the market's been quite impressed with the way Everton disposed of West Ham. But yeah, this is a game for me where, it, for either team in this spot, I'd want to be receiving a start. And as you say, there's a heavy draw bias here, so if you can get over two to one, any price over two to one on the draw, a little bit of that on the outright, maybe the only way I'd approach this game.
0: Watford against Bournemouth next. Uh, talking of draw biases, three of the last four have been uh, draws um, at Vicarage Road. Watford at home to mid-table sides, one-four drawn, two lost, four coming up for one old draw away at Spurs. Good result that is for them. Bournemouth. Uh, uh, away at bottom half sides, 1-4, drawn one, last uh, lost five. So looking at those two, you know, stats for the two sides, there's only been three draws in 20 matches. So it goes against the the three draws they've had e- against each other. Watford, they've not won in 13 Premier League matches. Bournemouth, very mixed away form. When you do look at uh, how um, mid-table sides have hosted bottom half sides, um, sorry, uh, bottom half sides have, have placed, i have hosted mid-table sides. They've won 29. The away side's won 41. There's been 44 draws. It's very mixed, this. Uh, I think Bournemouth looks to be
1: the the side to be on, though, to avoid defeat. Definitely, Pete. And uh, just checking now on the plus quarter of a goal line, they're still available over even money. I mean, as you say, Watford haven't won in 13 league games. And, yeah, you can sort of maybe discount those four at the end of last season. They still haven't won in any of the nine of this season. Yet they're favoured by a quarter of a goal against a team who we all know over the past few years have become pretty reliable. Over two and a half goals has gone twenty-nine and thirteen in Bournemouth's forty-two games away to teams outside of the top six. So if there's gonna be goals, I'm gonna trust Bournemouth more than Watford to get them because we all know that you know the the goal threat that Bournemouth have shown over the past few years, there's nothing to justify Watford being favourite, so yeah, give me a uh, give me Bournemouth all day, eight plus a quarter.
0: West Ham versus Sheffield United next home to promoted sides. West Ham's record's not bad: one six drawn, one lost three. Come off a two nil defeat away at Everton. Sheffield United away unbeaten: one one drawn three. Come off that good one nil victory at home to Arsenal. West Ham they've lost only three of their last thirteen home, so there's some resilience there. And obviously Sheffield United unbeaten away and. and Indeed, I I think Sheffield United have played very well this season. I think the line's priced about right. West Ham minus a quarter. I see no value. When even when looking at mid-table sides against promoted, it's highly for the home side. The home side of 122, there's been nine draws, eight away wins, but I'm not going off that. You know, Sheffield United, they've started the season in a reasonable well. I'm going to leave this game alone.
1: Yeah, they've done very well and I dare take West Ham here because uh, I know one of our loyal listeners and one of my subscribers to focus on football, he's a big Sheffield United fan. I think he's a season ticket holder and every time they get a result, he message me to say, proved you wrong again, Jimmy. So I can't take West Ham here, even though the line has shifted in their favour because it opened at the beginning of the week, West Ham minus a half, that fantastic showing on Monday night from Sheffield United, where their backs to the wall, got the goal against Arsenal, held on, very resilient. Um, so it's, it's shifted, it's trended to um, West Ham, just minus a quarter now. And under Pellegrini, against newly promoted sides, they've won three of four at the London Stadium. That one defeat came against Wolves. But as we always say, were Wolves that stereotypical newly promoted side? Probably not. I'm desperate to take West Ham, AP, minus just a quarter, but I've been stung too many times this season on Sheffield United, so I'm going to pass.
0: Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. I, I, if it wasn't for the fact that Sheffield United, had, uh, I'd been stung in the butt. I, I, I'd be sort of, you know, on West Ham. But there you go. Burnley versus Chelsea. Uh, Burnley 1-0. There's been one draw. Chelsea have won three. At home to top six sides, Burnley's record's not great. They've won one, drawn one, lost eight. Come off a 2-1 defeat away at Leicester. Chelsea away at bottom half size, 1-9, drawn not, lost one a 1-0 one victory at home to Newcastle. Burnley, they've won three of the last four home. They're in some decent form, really, at, at home. Chelsea, they've won the last three away, so they're in some good away form. We're looking at... Uh, uh bottom half size at home to top six size 102 matches the away side's 170 of which 37 have been won by two or more however my ratings are suggesting there's value with the home side but i just cannot back them i i, I just don't don't feel that they can they can get anything out of this game i think they may just lose but i, I don't see them drawing against
1: chelsea Yeah, I think you've probably summed up everything I'm thinking now. I mean, you say that Chelsea have won the last three away games. They've also won the last three trips to Turf Moor. And last season, worryingly, uh, for wannabe Burnley backers this weekend, they won 4-0. And that was when they were perceived as a side that weren't really creating a lot of chances, a little bit of boring sideways passing football. Whereas now, under Frank Lampard, there's a bit more energy, a bit more vibrancy about the forward play. So you'd think... They would possibly create more chances than they did last year. And they won 4-0. I mean, I can't trust Chelsea laying more than half a goal away from home because despite what I've seen, they may concede chances. I actually think this might be a a tighter game than the uh, market thinks from a goals perspective because it opened at two and three quarters. It's trended up to three. But we've seen numerous times over the past few years. I mean, I take that 4-0 beating roster. Season by Chelsea out the window. The Burnley at home do keep it tight. And if they are going to narrowly lose, then they're probably going to narrowly lose 1 0 or 2 1 rather than 5 4. So if I was going to bet this game with this goal line shifted up to three goals, I'll probably take a little bit of the under.
0: Newcastle Wolves, that's a, another tricky game. At home to mid table sides, uh, Newcastle's record reads 1 3, drawn 1, lost 6. They're coming off that 1-0 defeat away at Chelsea. Wolves away at mid-table, 1-5 draw, 1-loss, 1. Lost, one. In, very good record last season. A couple one old draw at home, Southampton. Newcastle, they've lost only three of the last 12. Wolves, uh, very mixed away form. And even when you look at mid-table against mid-table, I know, it, you know it, both sides are not reflecting that at the moment. 35 home wins, 26 away wins, 27 draws. No value in the line scratch here. It, it all depends, really, which Wolves turn up for this. Because, you know, Are they going to be the one that beats Man City or are they going to have a hangover from this Europa League? You don't. You just don't know.
1: Exactly. And that's the very problem you've summed it up quite nicely there, Pete, in terms of you never know what you're going to get. Because if you look at Wolves' away record since they've been in the Premier League, they've won seven, drawn seven, lost nine. Now, the usual standard that as soon as you see those sorts of figures for a team like Wolves, you'd think, well, of those nine wins, um, sorry, nine losses, I bet they've all come away at top six teams. Well, no, because they've, they've won at Tottenham, they've won at Man City, they've drawn at Arsenal, Chelsea and Man United. So they are not they don't discriminate in their good and bad performances. They can be just as bad away at Man City as they can be away at Watford. Under two and a half goals, they've gone 15 and eight in their 23 away game, so, and given the fact that Newcastle struggle in front of goal, it's no surprise to see the goal line set as low as two. You mentioned the fact, though, that Wolves are coming back from the Europa League. They've had a long trip back from Slovakia late Thursday night. Is there going to be a a bit of fatigue late in the game? If there is, you'd probably want to lean towards the over two goals, but, you know, I think it's going to be a really tight game, though, so it could be settled 1-0 either way, so I'm
0: leaving this one, Pete. Arsenal v Palace next. Uh, and I think you know what I'm going to sort of say, really. Uh, Arsenal 1-3, there's been one draw, it's going to be the one away win. The line is minus... Well, I, think,
1: uh, I think we might agree
0: there. Yeah, yeah, Arsenal minus one and a quarter goals. Arsenal at home to mid-table size 1-8 drawn, one lost, one. They're coming off a 1-0 a, a defeat away at Sheffield United. Uh, Palace at home to top six size 1-2 drawn, one lost, seven. Come off a 2-0 defeat at home to City. Arsenal, they've won 13 of the last 16 at home. They've been in some good home form. But Palace, they've won seven of the last 10 away. We're looking at uh, top six sides uh, against mid-table sides uh, early season. 78 matches of which the home side have won 56, but they've only won 33 by two or more. I think there's some good value here back in Palace. I, 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 that Arsenal performance, you know, at home yesterday in that Europa League, they're suffering from the same type of things they have been. And Palace, the type of team that can take advantage of this, I think the risk versus reward is decent.
1: Spot on, Peter. Again, cracking like a broken record. You summed it up very well in your last sentence. There are certain teams who have the skills and attributes to take advantage of the bigger teams' frailties Roy Hodgson, his tactical mouse is exactly one of those things. And I expect this to be a very tight and very tense game because Arsenal will be nervous. Paris will want to play on those nerves. They've won just two of the last 10 Premier League meetings of the sides by two or more goals. I sense Arsenal vulnerable. This is also, I know Pepe scored a couple of great free kicks uh, last night, didn't he, to, yeah. to rescue that game for Arsenal? But this is there'll be comparisons drawn here because Wilfred Zahar was the other option. Zaha comes back this week. He's um, to the Emirates. He's their most creative player. Palace's. He wanted to move to Arsenal. He was denied that move. So he'll want to put a show on on Sunday for the uh, for the Arsenal fans as well as his own fans. So. I think we're going to see a very motivated performance from Zahar and Palace. And yeah, I'm all over Palace here, plus one and a quarter goals,
0: Pete. I'm not sure about this next game. This is the game of the the weekend. Liverpool minus one goal. Uh, recent head to head, they've won three, drawn two, lost nought against Tottenham. Um, Liverpool owns top six sides pretty good. Uh, one six, drawn four, lost nought. They're coming off that one old draw away at United indeed. That's their 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 first game. They haven't won in 18 Premier League matches. They won 17 of the last 18. Spurs away at top six sides. It's never been great. One, two drawn. One lost seven. Car or one old draw at home to Watford. Um, Spurs away from home, they've been very poor. Uh, The last 10 away, they've won, not drawn two and lost eight. When we look at top six sides head to head, uh, 51 matches, 19 uh, home wins, 18 draws, 14 away wins. And the the away team of uh, uh, sorry the home team have won fourteen of those nineteen by two or more goals. I think the line's correct here. The line was minus one and a quarter. It's now minus one. If it'd been minus one and a quarter, I'd have had a slight hint for Spurs. But I think yeah, I I don't know. It's not a bet that that I'll be having.
1: Yeah, I mean if this line um, does move back to one and a quarter. I'll be taking a bit of Spurs. I'll put that out there. Uh, At minus one, I can't. I mean, in some ways, I can't really understand the justification of the line move. Just because Spurs beat some Yugoslavian pub team 5-0 or whatever it was in midweek, that suggests that all their ills have been cured. And the fact that now they're going to take on a proper team at Anfield with the likes of Mo Salah and Firmino and Mane, that... That win in midweek is any kind of preparation for this game. I find it a little bit strange. But that said, this is going to be one of those games. It's going to be a big game. I'm not sure um, that Liverpool should be more than a gold favourite against any of the top six. I'm quite happy for them to be a gold favourite. I think there will be some sort of regression at some point down the line in terms that their play, I mean we saw it last, Saturday, last Sunday against United they struggled without Salah yeah, I mean I think Liverpool will win the game Pete but you know, more than a goal is, is a bit too much to give up for me
0: Next up uh, Norwich versus Manchester United um, Norwich's home record mix 1-2 draw, not lost 2, uh, coming off a, a 0-0 draw away at Bournemouth that was much needed after their 5-1 defeat at home to Villa Man United away at promoted sides, not bad. 1-6, draw not lost 4, come off a 1-0 draw at home to Liverpool. Norwich, they've lost 3 of their last 4, seem to be a little bit shaky. But United, only 3 points from their last 24 points available away from home. When uh, uh, promoted sides have met top half sides, start of the season, uh, they've won 9, drawn 12. And they've lost 19, of which 10 by 2 or more. My ratings are suggesting that the value is with Norwich plus three quarters when you remember their home victory uh, against Manchester City. They're they they they're going to be tough to beat Norwich at home, apart from when they're playing Aston Villa, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, I, it's a difficult one. I thought I'd be, you know, when I looked at my ratings, I was surprised to see that Norwich were the, the one. And... I'm going to leave it alone, I think, but I, I wouldn't be back in Manchester United minus a quarter.
1: No, crikey. I think there's not going to be many people who are going to be confident to be back in Manchester United at such a short price. I think we're about 1.8 at the moment. As usual, with Norwich home games, I'm going to stay away from the match line. I'm going to look to the goal line. Goal line opened at three. Um, I was hoping that we'd see some buyers on the under. And I'm delighted to say that we have seen some. And I think that's more about concerns about Man United's inability to score goals fully enough than Norwich's. But I don't think we need to worry about United in this game in terms of them being able to create chances. Because I think against this Norwich team at Carrow Road, chances just are presented to you. We've seen 20 goals in Norwich's four home games, each of those have cashed an over three and a half goals ticket. That's quite insane, really. United have conceded in every away game so far this season. So those worrying about Norwich's inability in the last few games to score themselves need not worry. And even with this relatively poor United front line, I'm more than happy to take the over two and three quarter goals, Pete. And so, and so we're proven wrong at Carrow Road, especially on goal lines like two and three quarters where you've got a little bit of sort of cover. Um, Definitely overs for me, mate.
0: Right, I'm going to wrap this up now. Uh, Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. Palace plus one and a quarter for me this week. I'd, that, I think that I'm going to keep that as my only bet. Uh, the only other one I'm slightly interested in is Bournemouth plus a quarter away at Watford, but I think I'm
1: going to leave that. Oh, two great minds, Peter. I'm going to take Palace plus one and a quarter. I'm going to take Bournemouth plus a quarter. I'm going to take the over two and three quarters at Carrow Road between Norwich and Man United.
0: Awesome. I think we got not many bets. I think we got might have a, one or two decent ones there. Yeah, like I say, Bournemouth plus a quarter. It's. I, I I. I'm really sort of yeah. I'm going to go Bournemouth plus a quarter as well. Yeah, well, if you're feeling a bit more adventurous, five to two, Pete. I think you can get on the
1: outright.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'm not that adventurous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay then. Well, that's uh, that's it for this week. We shall be back um, this time next
1: week. And uh, have a good weekend and uh, good luck, everybody. Best of luck, everybody.